I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots. 
What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Hey, idiots! It's episode number 31, and this one's pretty fun. Uh, It's Eric Friedman. He's a comedian in L.A. He's a friend of mine, and here's why it's especially fun. When I interviewed him, he was the road manager for Sublime with Rome, and let me see what that date was. Okay, I just paused it to check. The episode originally came out in July of 2018. That's in the show notes, but I wanted to check and say it right here. He was... Uh, yeah, he was road managing Sublime with Rome. And um, now, at some point between then and now, he took the leap of I'm going to go full-time comedy, which I, I'm i pretty sure we talk about in this episode. And now he is a door guy at the comedy store. He just got hired there. So good for him. And he's doing lots of shows. I think he's featuring for Craig Conant out on the road a bunch. So he's doing it. He's making it happen. And uh, an especially cool thing about this episode that I noticed as I was scrubbing just to delete any old ads, it's a whole thing. It's like when I download them because I had to download them from where the podcast is hosted because I don't have the files anymore. Uh, It's like they have the ads that are currently dropped in the original episodes, blah, blah, blah. But I happened to scrub to the place that I was trying to, you know, erase an ad so I could not have you have old ads in here. And uh. I talk about how much I love going into small towns and finding a a non-traditional venue. And that is still 100% true. It's so true, in fact, that I'm gearing up for a tour. And I wish this was actually an official announcement of it, but considered an unofficial announcement. I will be coming to a lot more smaller cities. I'll say smaller markets in 2024. I got it's it's part of the plan. It's what I want to do. I sat and thought about it uh, and really thought about it logistically and how to make it work. And still be, you know, financially lucrative to support the lifestyle I'm living, which is not that lavish, but is in L.A. So it's more expensive than a lot of people in other places with much more fancy lives. Anyways, that's not the point. The point is I intentionally am planning to go into these smaller markets in the next year, along with still some of the bigger ones. But the focus is going to be smaller markets. And I just talk about how much I love that here. And that's just a fun little full circle. So I'm shutting the fuck up. But this is episode 31. Uh, go check out Eric Friedman. He, he's got great clips on Instagram. And he's doing the thing. He's making it happen. And uh, let that be a note for any of you who are out there grinding in your own profession or hopeful profession to be or going for your dream. Maybe you're a stand-up comic. Maybe it's something else. Put the pedal to the metal. Take the leap. A net will appear or it won't and, you know, and then dire consequences. But at least, you know, you'll starve knowing that you went for it. That got really bleak. This episode's not bleak, though. Enjoy it. Episode 31. And that is, oh, yep, that's the last episode of the day. So at midnight, I'll be dropping episode 30. We are officially within the week of uh, season. It doesn't have a number, but the new season. And I'm so fucking excited, and I hope you're loving these. And I hope you're as excited as I am for the new season, too. All right, here you go. To Sublime with Rome with Eric Friedman. 
Hi, idiots. Um, I'm here with Eric Friedman. Wait. Hello. Is Do that how you start off all your podcasts? By calling Just everyone idiots? Everyone? <laughs> yes. Um, it's sort of like a silly, uh, ironic thing, but I call the fans of my podcast idiots because um, the whole premise is like that we're all idiots. Right. And that we should ask more questions because we're idiots. Okay. I agree with that. No, I'm a bully and I hate <laughs> everyone for listening. Fuck you all. Um, wait, do you go by, for your for stage, do you go Eric J. Friedman? Is the no, J, like, crucial to your... No, it does get used sometimes if people just User. go off my Facebook or whatever, if I message them on that. So, I'll get called that when I go on stage sometimes, but I don't personally use it. Yeah, I should have asked that before we started, but... It's okay. I use it for writing. I use it for writing because there is another Eric Friedman who is way more successful than me in television writing. There is? Yeah, that a friend... A, the first like showrunner person that I ever worked with uh, worked with this other Eric Friedman. And they hired times. you by accident? And they're <laughs> no. like, you're not the Eric Friedman we're looking for? Yeah. No, I'm the uh, younger, better one. Oh, so confident. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, there you go. I made that mistake. I've like changed my Facebook name several times out of not wanting people. I want people to just find my like my comedy page. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then I'll still reach out for shows from my regular Facebook page. And so, I don't know. I've had weird-ass Facebook names just being a jackass. And then those end up on posters, and I'm like, no, my name's not J.M. Shine. (laughs) That was just a joke, and I regret everything. Yeah, maybe they should ask. Yeah, I also should just go like, by the way, this isn't my name. Um, okay, well, let's talk about everything, I guess. So, okay. you do comedy. I do. Um, you do, but so in your in your free time, in your free time, <laughs> you pay the bills by being a road manager. Yes. For Sublime with Rome. Correct. Cool. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Whenever I think about it, I, I'm like, oh yeah, it's pretty crazy. I've been doing it for eight years now. Eight years? Yeah. How'd you get into it? Um, I was working as a runner in Phoenix, Arizona. And runner is basically assistant to the band for the day. Oh, okay. So you drive them around, you go pick up food for them, whatever little errands they have to do. You're like um, a band personal assistant for yeah, the day. Yeah, exactly. It's basically a PA. You a bitch. Yes, or bitch. That's uh, just kidding. <laughs> which was my job on tour for multiple years um, <laughs> as well. Uh, but I was doing that, and I got called to run for the Dirty Heads, which is another band, and they are managed by the same manager as Sublime with Rome. And he happened to come to the show. It was a big show for them. Oh, that's awesome. I met him. He liked me. He liked you. The band He's... liked me. They They said I did a good job. He told me to, like, hit him up if I ever needed anything. And you're immediately like, I and, need something. Yeah. <laughs> and a few days later, I was about to go on tour with my band as a drummer. You're a drummer? I'm a drummer, too. What? And so I was about to go on tour with my band, and I was looking forward a couple months, and I was like, oh, when I get home from tour, I'm not going to be able to pay rent or eat. Wow. Um, I was That's like, what I it's should, like being in a band, you guys. I should figure out uh, work. And so <laughs> I hit him up, and I was just like, hey, I've never done this before, but I'm a fast learner. I'm looking to get out on the road. If you have any openings, uh, let, let me you know. know. And a couple days later, he texts me back, and he's like, I think I've got something. I'll call you tomorrow. And then he called me and wow. was like, hey, you want to be the production assistant for Sublime? And I was like, oh, uh, yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I took the job before. He, he prefaced it with, okay, it's going to start out with not much money, but it'll be more if you do a good job. And I was like, I'll take it. I'm in. <laughs> and he's like, I haven't told you. how." I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> I'm available. I'm on my way. I don't know where you are, but I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in a car driving. How old were you? I was 24. 24. Wow. Wait, so did... But it was was it starting after your band got back from tour, or were you like, nope. bye, I, losers, I'm a PA now? Yeah, pretty much. I took the job and had to go tell my band. Was your band really Tony sad? Was, uh, <laughs> your roommate and one of my partners for... Tony, you guys, he'll be on for, another podcast talking about animation. Yeah, it's going to be so my fun. partner for cartoons and everything else and whatnot. He was actually there when I took my band out uh, to tell them that I was leaving. Oh my god, it's and so sad. He remembers it better than I do. He's like an abuse a child of divorce. <laughs> I remember when you left the family. Yeah. He's like it was so awful and I was like, I don't even rem- I, did I do that? I don't even completely remember it happening. You're like, hey guys, everyone come outside. Yeah. Fuck you guys, I'm leaving. <laughs> Please. No, everyone understood and was really happy for me. Yeah. You know. Oh, I, I was in a punk hardcore band. We were touring in a van just playing houses and whatever random bars and clubs we could and that's amazing it was a fun thing it was not like anyone expected it to turn into their career right now someone from that band is listening and he's like i did <laughs> this was my dream no. eric <laughs> uh, what, ha- what would happen if that band blew up like the beatles remember wasn't there like an original was it a drummer a different drummer for the beatles there was a different drummer in the beatles or there was a, a different a guitarist there somewhere. somewhere. There was the. the How, would you be devastated? Beetle. No, I would be. You'd be like, thank God. I'd be stoked for them. Yeah, I would have been happy. You'd be like, I, do you guys need a PA? <laughs> exactly. I'm. I'm a much better road manager than I was a drummer. I'm really? An okay, drummer. You're an okay drummer. Yeah, but you, even with my band, I was like taking care of us. I was driving us. I was helping book shows. Oh, I so you're just like doing merch. Band I was mom. Merch. Yeah. Oh, you're. Oh, that's. Adorable. That's not a good word to say to men. That's I guess emasculating. To, to my band, I was band dad because I left. And band dad. <laughs> yeah. <that's> <laughs> <laughs> uh, just like all dads do. It's like, I got to go be a mom somewhere else. <laughs> I got to go. I got to go start a second family <laughs> with this band that also started a second family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, it was, <laughs> it was perfect. You're not our real lead singer. I shouldn't have said that. Um, okay. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. Sublime fans don't come for me. Um, Okay, so you started as a PA. Yeah. But were you immediately, like, band-momming them? I, yeah, I didn't know what my job was. Oh, yeah, because So I just did everything I could. Is that kind of just what you were hired for, though? It's just like, you know, just, like, help them out with whatever. Essentially, yeah, because we had a, you know, we had a tour manager, and then I was his assistant, and he would tell me whatever to do. Oh, wow. And then the band's manager would tell me whatever to do as well. So you were just, just like... Entry level Ran. band Ran. helping. Yeah. Fuck. And my first time being around shows of this size. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was the band's first summer tour. It was their first, like, tour back as a band. As a band? Yeah. What What year was that? that like uh, 2010. Okay, yeah. Because they got together, like, right not too long before that. Yeah. It right? Was like 2009. Nine? They, they met back up and okay. started playing again. Fuck. Um, wow, that's crazy. Were you um, a Sublime fan before? Yeah, I was. I, I was gr- like, is that like putting on the spot for you to be like, oh, I have no, to say no. yes. I, no, I grew up in Southern California. I was a big So Sublime like, of fan. course. I, I've been a fan of Sublime since I was like seven. I, I heard about him like a couple years before Bradley died. Oh, yeah. No, me too. I was 
I feel like that was a split in Alaska where it's like there's country music and then there's like sublime slash pop punk, <laughs> whatever, fucking fun music. Yeah. So that must have been like really exciting. Yeah. Just being it like, was. oh my God. I know. Well, when I, when I thought he was going to give me a job when he was like, I think I have something for you. I figured it'd be for Dirty Heads. Dirty heads. They were just starting to blow up. So you like, didn't um, think he was going to be like. a huge single and, and we're. Yeah, just like way on the rise. I was like, they probably need more help now. Yeah. I had no idea. And they're like, no, Sublime with Rome. They need a lot of help. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Someone happened to be on their way out. They needed someone. It was just, it was absolute perfect timing. It was just great timing. Yeah. Were you nervous? Because it was like. Very, very nervous. Because you want to do a good job. You're like, oh, I want this band to think I'm really cool. (laughs) I. I wasn't too worried about that, I don't think. Oh, okay. I've never, I've never thought... What? You, a comedian, has never been like, please, everyone! <laughs> I, I wanted them to like me, I suppose, but I, was, I didn't Peter think need they were going to be like, like, they're going to think I'm so cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm a PA. I was, I was excited to get out on the road. Yeah? Uh, I had met Rome. Rome was with the Dirty Heads. Okay. he was... Uh, I mean, this was him about to go from being homeless to, to playing for this to band. To playing with this band. Wow. Living out of a van and on the floor of a recording studio and stuff. So so he was just uh, on tour with the Dirty Heads before that, going and doing shows and playing Lay Me Down with them and hanging out. So I met all of them at the same time. Oh, my God. That's so cool. Um, how much had you done, I mean, with your band as far as like road stuff? Was it like really small scale? My band? Yeah, it was pretty small scale. I mean, this I was Southern biggest, California or Arizona? Uh, Arizona. Okay. Um, yeah, we were Phoenix kids. Uh, Phoenix I kids. went to, I went to high school in Phoenix and was stuck out there for about 10 years. Was that hell? <laughs> it's. Or is it like no, fine? It's, it's fine now. <laughs> your voice. <laughs> no. I didn't like it a lot when I was there, but it was fine. I knew some good people and had there's lots of shows uh since it was close to california a lot of big bands would come out there still and yeah that's you good you can go see them at smaller venues that was fun oh you mean it wasn't just like the state fair when everyone's past their no. prime like alaska <laughs> no but i did go to the state fair a few times <laughs> i mean that's what you do you go to the state fair or you do heroin yeah. and hope for the best yeah small towns are always very proud of their heroin or meth uh yeah (laughs) well and like where i'm from it's like a real race for which one is really taking over the town you know i think i've been to seven different cities where they're like we're actually number one in in meth use and and then they're all like well per capita or actual per capita but most of our capita has died (laughs) because of the meth you know (laughs) um oh that's crazy so you went from that to just uh, like immediate out on the road? Yeah. I think my band, like the biggest show we had played was probably to maybe like, we'd, we'd played maybe a show to like 500 people with, with this band, Bane, who's a bigger hardcore band. Oh, that's cool. And then Bane. on the road, 100, 150 people on like a really good show. And then most were, were the like 25 to 50 okay. house parties. It's like stand up kind of. They were, they were fun. We had a great time. Oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I bet. Were you, an, were you like an animal back then? I don't know what you mean by an animal. I looked kind of like Animal from the Muppets. I had animal from the Muppets is my favorite Muppet, and it's a <laughs> fucking miracle I don't have an animal tattoo. I swear yeah. to God, what a I, trash can I am. I'm saying that. <laughs> I would get one right now. I don't care. I know some tattoo artists. Uh, I <laughs> I looked like Animal. I had really long hair. You had long it hair? Went crazy when I played drums, and a lot of people would call me Animal. But I wasn't an animal as like, far as nice probably man. any other thing. I didn't smoke or drink or do any drugs or anything uh, when I was growing up. I was like, I wasn't a straight edge kid, but I was part of that 
I grew up with a lot of those kids in the punk and hardcore scene. A dork. So yeah. You were afraid. Why didn't you get? Oh, just because that's who you were around. Um, I wasn't afraid. I. You're just like, who cares? I don't need it. Yeah, I didn't really need it. Uh, With alcohol, I was, I guess, a little worried when I was younger. Um, Yeah. Alcoholism runs in my dad's side of the family. Oh, okay. And I had known very bad stories when I was a kid that I now know the reality of. Like, and they they're were, way worse. And they're, yeah. <laughs> no, with my dad. They really toned it down. My mom made my dad stop drinking before she'd have kids with him. Um, and it and worked? She's, she's my mom like, couldn't get herself to stop drinking when she was getting having kids. <laughs> my, my, uh, yeah, my dad really, I don't know. I think my dad just didn't want to be alone. Um, oh. my, my, <laughs> or maybe no, he really I, loved your mom. Yeah, that too. No, he did. Um, but what? she she got him to stop drinking, and she's she says that he was a bad drunk. And the last time I was around him, both when she said that, she's like, he was a really bad drunk. And he's like, I don't know. I thought it was all right. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that was kind of fun. I was like, that's fair. That's kind of me now. <laughs> yeah. Um, People have different perspectives of how I am when I'm drunk. Well, it depends on your interaction. Also, it depends on the kind of drunk you are. Like, I'm mostly uh i don't drink that much but i'm mostly a really happy drunk yeah but then i think there are certain drinks i maybe that's superstitious to be like i think it depends on the alcohol that's a real alcoholic thing to say to be like it depends on the alcohol i have i don't know it matters a little bit i think it matters more if you mix alcohols but yeah if you're really used to one alcohol i think it will change if you do something completely different yeah, because I think I never, I think I only ever tried to fight anyone if I drank whiskey. Yeah. And that was only a few times. <laughs> I'm more likely to be just too friendly, borderline That's... slutty. <laughs> gotcha. Borderline slutty. That's, yeah. Hilarious. Super slutty, but it's not the alcohol. Uh, <laughs> it was my heyday. Um, okay, so because of that, you kind of were not, not into alcohol. Is this too personal? Yeah. No, this to... is fine. I don't care. <laughs> I was like, uh, I like getting personal. I really should have a podcast. It's just like, what's wrong with you? Who are you? <laughs> Tell me your secrets. Um, I don't know. I guess that's podcasting anyways. Yeah, I guess so. Is uh, accidentally tell some of your secrets. Well, I, have a, I have a whole oh, yeah, secret family. Listen to this. Uh, yeah, and then you're like, what have I done? <laughs> Who's actually... Um, no, I mean, yeah, I didn't drink. I think it helped me that I didn't drink or anything because uh, I, I worked in retail before that. Before yeah, what do you... I, I, Pack son, I actually did. I was <laughs> uh, I was a manager, an assistant manager at like all the places though at eighteen years old because basically just because I was an eighteen year old who didn't drink, who or wasn't smoke like weed. a fucking so, piece of shit. Yeah, I could be there and be competent. And I'd have employees come in drunk and hungover and this and that. And that's so funny. They're trying to lie to me. I was like, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, you just clock in. I don't want to be here. Either. Fold a shirt for yeah. fuck's sake. Oh, terrible boss, but. I mean, I was a great boss if you were an employee. I was a terrible boss for the companies. Really? Oh, why? Because you didn't care enough? I didn't care at You're all. Like, I don't care about sales. Yeah. I, my, my thing with it, whenever I'd hire someone, I'd just tell them, I was like, okay, if you don't make me have to work harder, I won't make you work harder. I was like, that's yeah, our only just, deal. Just, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, you're really going to uh, climb a corporate ladder with that attitude. Yeah. Um, I, I get it, though. Goal. You're like, I don't want to own pack sons they paid me more money to, to have just a be like i made thing. the schedule yeah oh, i made fuck. the schedule and i have a key to the store they trust me the bur- the place won't burn down yeah that's i that was definitely me where it's but. like i'm the most responsible of the least responsible people on earth yeah. great <laughs> um okay wow did you always know you wanted to get on the road yeah that was something uh 
I actually in in probably early in high school when they ask you to write down like what are your top five career choices type things like that. Yeah. Uh, touring was at the top, and just it was, touring it was in general. Just specifically touring. It wasn't like for music. For no. you're just like I just want to be on the open I road. Was, I was right in the middle of everything. I was writing. I was playing music. I wanted to do stand up, but I wasn't doing it yet. But I was I was writing comedy and making cartoons and sketch comedy and all okay. that stuff. And so I was like, there's plenty of avenues, and I know that I want to tour with this. You just, like, knew you wanted to be... And, yeah, I knew I wanted to hit the road. It it looked fun. Relatable. Yeah. I was just, like, <laughs> ready to run. I was like, give me the fuck. Yeah, exactly. Out of here! Right. Phoenix. I was in a desert. It, yeah. I was like, it's not very fun here. Uh, I had grown up in California. You know, I'd seen the other sides. I had made it to a few places when I was younger, but not many. Yeah. Um... And yeah, I really just wanted to go see a bunch of places and do it for work. I was like, that seems like a really fun way. Where you're just like, oh, I'm work. making money and I get to go places. Yeah. Yeah, basically. I mean, you get paid to go. Travel is like number one on most people's lists of things they want to do. Oh, yeah. It's like, why not get paid to do to that? To do that. I mean, you don't have to tell me. That's yeah. um, So you've been doing this for eight years. Yeah, I've been touring for nine the first years with my band. Yeah, so how often are you on the road? Uh, probably about 60% of the year. Yeah, is it, um, is it draining for you? It can be. Certain tours and everything are draining. Like, uh, Do you have chunks of time where you're gone more? Yeah, I mean, summer's always busier. Summer, fall, uh, like March, April is when touring starts up for the year usually. Okay. So we'll do a little bit, do some small tours. Then it's like some flying around, and then in the summer we get on a bus and usually do like a two month tour. And oh then yeah, we're home for a little bit, and then we fly around for the end of the year. Sometimes do like a two week tour in fall. Yeah, does that does that have an impact on like trying to have a personal life? Like, do uh, you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know what a typical. I've been doing this long enough. I'm 33 now. I've been doing this since I was 24. Yeah. It's been enough of my adult life that I couldn't tell you what a normal what a normal life would life look like. should look like, yeah, or what I would be doing if I had never started this. Yeah, is it hard to imagine? Like, could you ever imagine yourself now having like a nine to five? Because I feel like I would kill myself. Yeah. No, I, I don't think I would do it. Even like, which I, I mean, I I pitch around series and stuff and want to be a showrunner and want to like have. Yeah, and I get anxiety about I that. I even think about like that, and I'm like, this has to be my show because yeah. I don't even want to go sit in someone else's room for nine to five. Oh no, it's so real. I've had shows like that, like about to go and stuff, and it's like I don't know if I love this enough that I'm I can handle like yeah. not. Fuck. Yeah, I like the freedom that touring has given me. Something I wanted when I was younger too was I always wanted. I was like, I'll work the most amount of hours in the fewest amount of days so that I have the most amount of days off to do what I want. What do you want? That's yeah, what yeah. I would prefer. And then that's exactly what touring does for me is the rest of the year I can do whatever I want. And I love touring and I love working with this band specifically and everyone I'm around is amazing. So I got the yeah, best they're of great. both worlds. Yeah, do you, awesome. um, do you now, do you party on the road? Are you like, yeah. Now I do. Yeah. I started drinking and smoking weed like, like last week one no <laughs> like a month before i met them and got the job and then i was out on the road and oh so you went you were like immediately went into we jumped into smoking and drinking 
I mean, and everything else. And everything else? Oh, man. Do you guys... Um, <laughs> I mean, we don't do everything else, but I've done... No. Anything I've done has... Has been on the road? Has, most of it has been on the road. Some in yeah. other places. But really, I mean, uh, like, everyone around basically just smokes weed and drinks. And drinks. Yeah, that makes sense. But, like, anytime you're in a situation like that, I imagine that other things come up. Is At least, like... People come to show and they're like, fucking, I mean, the amount of like times that people and I'm no one and I don't think that I give off the vibe of I definitely give off vibes of certain things. I don't think me on stage is like, (laughs) I'll do some fucking blow. (laughs) But people be like, hey, after shows, just try to be like, like, it's like they think that you'll think they're cool. Right. Well, I mean, if they've already done blow, (laughs) then it's, of course, in their head that you are like, everyone's going to think I'm cool. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I don't think I don't. I don't even want to fucking drink. That's a hard thing. Is like, f- like, like an obligation that you have to like hang out when you're on the road. Do you ever go and do you drive from show to show, or do you? Yeah, well, do I do. Um, I've been flying a lot more this year. I the last um, two or three summers, I did like full like two to three months on the road. So I just like go out and I stay out, um, and I yeah. like do my weekends, but I'll stack with like one nighters in small towns. Um, which in my opinion, like those are so fun. Yeah. Cause also when you go at least like for comedy, when you go into small towns where they don't have, cause I like to try to find places that there aren't shows and just find a bar. Oh, right. Yeah. And they're so appreciative. You bring people out. They've never seen live. And they're like, before. holy <laughs> shit. This, and they're like, just so thankful. And I like that, but people want to bond with you after shows. Yeah. And they're like, let's rage. And it's like, I got to get up at six in the morning, get back on the road. Right. And your stuff's very personal too. And so they think they know you a bit. Yeah. And, I mean, and for, for music, the way we talk about it always is because even with like friends or people that we know in other places that come out to hang out um, and are coming out to the show, this is their big night for at the very least the week, if not the month, if not the last six months. Yeah, they're like, I've been waiting for this. big night out. And for us, it's like, well, this is another day at work. This and is we have Tuesday. To do this again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. Is that, but I also think with, I mean, I know it's the thing with comedians, but for sure with musicians, especially any type of like fun music, mm-hmm. I think people just think like, oh, rock stars. Like there's yeah. this, this like, cartoonish 80s idea of right. you guys fucking go hard every night and fucking you know fuck chicks yeah sometimes you don't live up to the other people's like standards of what they think you should be doing they come on hang out backstage and we're like just hanging out in, in sweats having a few drinks together we're like we're exhausted like, we've oh, been on the road look for like three a bunch weeks of fat dads <laughs> <laughs> Um, we have our nights and we have our nights where you just get exhausted eventually, especially in the summer. It's hot oh, yeah, everywhere. It's so hot. It's, you, you haven't seen home in a while. Uh, you're living with eight other people on a bus. Oh, Yay. It's, it's tiring. Yeah. Do you, um, when you started going on the road, do you get like crazy girls being like, oh my God, do you get like hot girls everywhere you go? Not everywhere. Or, uh, or okay girls in some places. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Hot for the area girls. <laughs> You've been around this country. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Did you get... Oh, was there like sometimes. an uptick in ladies being like, oh my God. Well, there was for me once I started drinking in general because I think that comes along with it. I was a oh, you're shyer like, Oh, it made you more social? Kid. It made me... Yeah, it made me more social in general. That's... Um, where I was very... Yeah, I was quiet when I was younger unless I was around like my friends. Really? Yeah, around my friends I would talk and be fairly 
social and active. And then you're just like a weird, quiet quiet kid. Are you still like that a little? A little bit here and there. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Someone just called me. Someone from I was at the comedy store. uh, I was hanging out in the the backstage of the main room because uh, Sam Tripoli, I was working with him on his show. And I was just hanging out because I was working and helping him. And so I was quiet. I wasn't talking over comics or trying to jump into these conversations with these big comics. And and one of them called me quiet. (laughs) I was like, I'm trying to be polite i'm polite and they're like hey you're not annoying like they're the rest like, of these people weird. what's your deal that's such a weird thing like, with quiet everyone thinks I'm weird. i guess i did just think you were like tony's quiet friend which is but i'm never around anyway so it took me a while to realize that tony wasn't that quiet yeah i was like tony's i guess so i was like there's tony hunch over his computer at four in the morning yeah animating <laughs> on a deadline hi tony tony's either silent or very very talkative yeah it's just drunk he's drinking <laughs> yeah <laughs> poor T- i think also i just like would come home and just dump on tony he's just out here and i'm like he's so quiet but really it's just me not shutting the fuck up yeah, just, <laughs> like tony let me tell you what's going on in my life tony he's, mainly cries on the inside he's, he's like too working. polite to be like please stop talking <laughs> He's like, I've been staring at my computer for 15 hours. Yeah, he's like, I just, it's eating me alive. Oh, yeah, because I just didn't, I didn't know you until, I guess, recently when you helped me edit that thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool dude. Cool dude. You're not weird after all. (laughs) I made it to cool dude. Well, that's such a weird, a weird thing that (laughs) I guess everyone does, but I do it with quiet people all the time, which isn't fair because... I saw you dump water out of your mouth. Um, you guys, <laughs> you did, you missed it. It was great. Um, it was the coolest thing I've done all day. I do this thing where when people are quiet, I just think they're mean. Really? Which isn't fair. And also, yeah. someone as talkative as me should not be projecting qualities onto others. Because it's <laughs> like, oh, I'm just a barrel of annoying. And I'm like, they seem mean. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird one to project onto someone. Yeah, for... I think it's, I think I just think everyone's mean unless they're really nice. To yeah. me, sometimes, I just I I don't anymore. I guess I was more of like a like early twenties though. I'd be like, mm, "What are you like an asshole?" If someone was quiet, <laughs> and then I'm like, "Oh, usually they're really nice." Like, no, just crippling. Uh... <laughs> I'm just terrified. <laughs> um. Okay. So, having been a Sublime fan, when you like started going around with Sublime with Rome, um, are there songs that you've gotten like sick of? surprisingly enough not really really I, I thought for sure i'd be just terribly sick of the music um but it's hard to i i enjoy it enough where it's I'm like, like happy music yeah i mean i'm over it i'm not like oh man you know, I'm I'm this fuck song. Yeah. but but it's never like we've been on tour with bands where no one wants to hear the band or like everyone kind of goes and yeah. Uh, they're like, we don't. Are you listening, like, Abba? We like, <laughs> we like the people, but we don't need to hear we the hate. music, <laughs> which happens. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. But, and even some of the ones you do like, you're like, all right, I'm kind of over I'm listening over to this uh, every night. And then there's bands that everyone is out there on the stage, like, oh, I can't wait to hear them Fuck. play again. You know, we've, we've been out on tour with various bands that everyone's excited for. Um, what's your favorite song? Of Sublime? Yeah. Uh, I, you don't have one? I don't. You don't have, have to one. have one. I don't, I don't have I a ever, favorite anything. I don't think I ever had one. Um, that makes sense. Um, okay, let's talk about road life. Do you do you have like super crazy? Have you ever done anything super crazy on the road? Have you gone to jail? Have you had to <laughs> bail anyone out of jail? 
I've gotten. There's been multiple times people have been close to going to jail. Do you have to do a lot of, because um, you're the level-headed one, do you have to do a lot of, like, smooth talking? Yeah, I've done... When, like, people get too rowdy? <laughs> I, I'm different with the way I will interact with a cop um, when I'm on tour versus not on tour. Oh, when you're not on tour, you'd be like, like fuck I, you, cop! No, on tour, I'll be like, fuck you, cop. I've, oh. like, shoved cops from trying to get on stage. I've uh, oh, wow. held them from trying to come on our bus. We've been... You've held cops from coming cities. on. There was one time I was really drunk and there was a cop <laughs> trying to come on the bus in Austin and something had happened that I wasn't even a part of and I didn't even know what was going on. I just knew that the cops were coming. And so they're like, you go answer the door. And I went and answered the door and just drunkenly, the cops were like, who are you? And I was like, I'm Eric. And <laughs> I'm Eric. And everyone made fun of me about it for like months. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're like, I'm Eric. Don't, I don't think that's what they were asking. You just answered it like they expected, like I expected them to know. Who are you? I'm Eric. <laughs> I'm Eric, and I am very drunk. What do you? Guys I own this want bus, and I'm gonna drive it <laughs> yeah. out of here. <laughs> they were looking for someone, and I got them to go away. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's been there's been various just random run-ins. Uh, craziest thing? I don't know. Um, that's always hard. People have different, different levels of like what's of what crazy. crazy is. Yeah. Um, let's see. I don't know. One of the funniest things I think that happened to me was I went up to my room, my hotel room. We were, uh, <laughs> I thought you meant on a bus, my no, room, which is we just, a bed. <laughs> just a bed. It's a bunk. Uh, <laughs> can you be quiet up there? The I'm trying to bunk, sleep. So, um, <laughs> Uh, you seem uh, like you would be like, I call top bunk. I don't call top bunk. I'm just one of the people who is like able to do it. Just I'm the kid, the same kid who got pushed into the middle seat. They're like, you fit here. You're like, oh, I'm like, yes, I, get I it. do. It's fine. And you're just like, and fine. I ride on the the bus with the the band, so they get first choice. Anyways. I mean, yeah, it's uh, not like <laughs> I'm not like, like fuck bullying you, the band. <laughs> I make the rules around I realize here. This is your band, but still, uh, like we get no. abused by our road manager. I don't mind. I sleep I sleep in that bunk fine. I've been doing it for years. But I was in. I went back to my hotel room, uh, drunk, and. I I slept walk when I was a kid. It was something I did for a bit, but I hadn't done it in a long time. Oh, and wow. I started sleepwalking, and I walked out of my room. I was just in my underwear. And Hot. I walked out of my door. My door closed. And then I walked out so you're the fire out. exit. No. <laughs> and set off the fire alarm. So wait. And then I was like, oh shit. And like that woke me up. And I was like, where where am I? And like realized and I was like trying to open my door. I was like, <sighs> and so I had to go downstairs to the lobby to the people I had just passed drunk. Like, and an like there's no earlier. way there's no way that they're, they're gonna believe that this and was, was just, just sleepwalking. Like, I, uh, I'm locked out of my room and I think I set off the fire alarm. I was like, Can you <laughs> and they're just they just gave me a they're key. Like, God fucking damn it. And I went back. That was embarrassing. Um, at least you weren't fully nude. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. Luckily I didn't I wasn't sleeping nude that night. D- is that people sleep <laughs> nude? I spend a lot of time naked in hotel rooms. Um, how is how long have you been doing comedy? Like stand up comedy. Stand up, I've been doing about three and a half years consistently. Yeah, I, I limped in a couple times when I was younger and did it for like a week here and a week there. But like for the last uh, three and a half years, but you've the last been three like three and a half years. Yeah, I've been. Do you start doing that out here? Yeah. How long uh, have you Orange lived? County. Okay. 
Orange County. Oh, they have a whole scene. It's a whole thing. Um, yeah, there's. I started with, or I started a little bit after a lot of the Orange County comics who moved up here in the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a good scene. There's like a lot of funny people coming out of Orange yeah. County. Um, bah, bah, bah. How do you find balancing comedy with going on the road and stuff? It's. It took me a little bit, and that was one of the reasons I waited for a little bit to do it. I, I had started, and then I was like, fuck, I'm out of town so much, and I'm just going to, every single time I go do stand-up, it's going to be, like, the first time again. People are going to be like, oh, are you again. new? Yeah. For, for even the first probably two years or so that I was doing it out here, every time I'd come back from a long tour, people are like, oh, I thought you just stopped doing this. And I'm like, no, I've been doing it on the road, actually. So that's how I figured out how to do it. I just became a road comic at four months in. Oh, you're like, I'll just go up wherever I, go up I am. Every single place. I uh, I ask for guest spots on shows. I Good for you. Feature spots. I'll headline a show. Did you do it too early in some places? Were you like, I'll feature? And then you're like, I have five minutes. I guess, yeah. I mean, <laughs> most everywhere. One of the first big shows I did was uh, Godfrey was head- headlining Tampa Improv. And Fuck you, Tampa Improv. Couple... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Sore subject. Uh, um, but I'll come back to you a couple friends, me. I got a guest spot on the show. So it was just a guest spot. I did, I did seven or eight minutes or whatever. That's um, so great. And, yeah, but sold out. Sold out crowd. Show. That's amazing. And, no, I did well. That's, like, way better than doing, like, open fine. mics in one city, is that but you're yeah, just exactly. jumping on. Um, good for you also for just... I got to I got to cold open for Mike Epps uh, at the Irvine what? Improv because our old security guard is his security guard and I was like, hey, come down to the show. And That's I thought I was just so going funny. down to hang out, and he's like, hey, you ready to work? And I was like, what? And he's hey. like, I, I think uh, I think Mike's gonna let you do some time. And then talk. he's like, Mike needs a road manager. I was like, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's actually one of the goals. If uh, if anyone needs a road manager and a feature act. Listen, the minute I can afford a road manager, I would hire you immediately and you can feature for but me. See, you save on one of the two. Wait, wait. How much? Never mind. <laughs> I'm literally like, wait, like how much should I have to pay I make you? more as a road manager than um, most comics make. Is I, oh, I'm sure. You make yeah. like pretty decent living, right? Yeah, I make decent money now. I so mean, I started out really cheap and worked my way up but yeah so wait are you like officially a road manager or are you still yeah. like okay so you've taken over more responsibility yeah exactly i just uh i the way i got back out to california was about a week or so into our first tour uh the manager decided that he really liked me and wanted me to come work as his personal assistant at home and he hey, Daddy. asked me to just come yeah, I, were you kind of bummed I was, though? I went and moved in with him in, in Newport. <laughs> he gave me a room in a multi-million-dollar house. I was stoked. Oh, that's amazing! <laughs> Wait, but the, were you doing that instead of road manager or doing stuff with Sublime no, Throw? Were you no, doing? No, I bounced back and forth. Oh, okay, so it was like when you're in town. Yeah, I bounced back and forth, and uh, and then he gave me the option after doing that for about six months of do you want to go out on the road or do you want to stay in the office because it's like you're going to learn one or the other. Okay, so he's like, you're good at both. I want you to do, like, I want you to lean into one. Yeah, I was like, I want to go back out on the road. You knew that? You're like, because... I answered immediately. Oh, I mean, because you're like, as much as I love hanging out with you in your office, sir. Yeah, well, I mean, he he comes out on the road a lot and and everything. He's a... Like, he's amazing. He's one of my mentors as far as everything goes. That's amazing. Um, So it wasn't a, like... Like, you're going to leave me. It was like, no, 
I trust you to take care of the band and do what I think is right because I've been around him so much. Aww. And so that's the way, that's why I got the road manager title, which is not a common title in most bands. Like most organizations have a tour manager, maybe a production manager, um, production assistant and stuff in there. Yeah, I don't and know they any of that And they a road manager position while we would still have a tour manager because they're like, well, you do way more and I don't, answer to anyone else other than management and especially the not the cops yeah especially not the <laughs> cops I'm Eric <laughs> fuck the cops no, um. <laughs> um so long term is that like is this something you see yourself doing for I'll probably do this until I can make a living off of stand up or is that life. like do you think like you would wait till you have an offer for something like it's a real comfortable living or do you think the minute you're like I can squeak by on stand up I'm out of here um if I can squeak by I might try and find a way to, to balance. do both which yeah. I mean I went on a a month and a uh yeah month tour with Olivia Grace last winter so you just do that like just, in your off time yeah I was off for I had almost it was the most time I've had off in eight years, but we had almost seven months off. We, we had, cause the band was doing a new record. So that's when we get a lot of time off. Were you like, does, and what do you do in that time? Are you just like, I guess I don't get make money right now. Uh, yeah. Is I mean, that... I'll do some freelance work. Uh, Tony and I, I'll, we'll pick up some freelance cartoons for you guys. They do great and... animations. I will never stop promoting <laughs> you guys. Sometimes I'm afraid that Tony's going to be like, please stop tagging me in these weird Facebook posts. Yeah. About brand. <laughs> like, I don't know what their budget is, but he's great. Yeah, and and half of the time it's me being like, hey, Tony, can you pull this off? Because I can't. <laughs> You're like, sure, I'm on it. Tony, do you know how to do this? Right. There was I've taken a couple like uh, graphic design jobs where I'm like, I'm fairly certain I can do this, but I've asked Tony, I was like, if I get stuck, uh, can I pay you can to? You help? And he's like, yeah, and and he's always there to help. Because like, I want to make sure it looks as good as what they're paying me for. I don't ever want to <laughs> underperform on anything I do. I feel but, you. I've been doing graphic design work, video editing, uh, all of that sort of stuff since I was a kid. Because when I was like 15 and we started making cartoons, we didn't have anyone like, this to is help us. We great for someone who's afraid to talk to people. Yeah. I'll just make cartoons. I just hid in, I hid in my room at my parents' house making cartoons and uh, filming stuff with friends. I wasn't by myself. <laughs> okay. It was, it I just was, got so sad. No, it was me and like three of my best friends. We were we had fun. We would do that and play video games and run around and just like, and be boys. We had a blast. And they all they all drank and a couple did, of them smoked and stuff. Did they do normal shit now? I didn't. Uh, one of them is is an animator still. Okay. Uh, the other ones, yeah. They got into like they sold out they, and got nine to fives. They got kept... bitches pregnant and got married. <laughs> I'm sorry some I called your wife things, a bitch, Charles. All those things. But yeah, some of them moved in that direction. They still like dip their toes in certain things. But I was, I was the one. I had to realize that I was the one just pushing every everyone to do the thing I wanted to do, and that's why it became such a struggle. And oh, because it was like not everyone was as into it. Yeah, as you and you're like, I just want us all to do our best. Right, I'm just forcing you guys to do this thing that I think we should all do. Well, that's what it's hard to do anything with. I mean groups this is that just sounds so sad it's hard to do like stuff with other people when you're really passionate and maybe they're not yeah, it's kind of like why i like be... stand up more than other forms of comedy is like, exactly. i don't have to like worry about someone else and and i think I through, just... or me letting someone else down right and that's a big thing for me is that's always been 
That's always been a problem and an issue for me is letting other people down, which is partly why I am good at what my job is, is because... Because you're like, you know you can the, do that. The band's manager even said to me before I, he thought I was ready to, to move up into like a tour manager position or really take care of things, like we would have a tour manager that, that we'd end up having to fire who didn't do well and whatnot. And, and he, he's like, I know that you would do better than them because I know that you will stay out wherever you need to be you will figure it out somehow he's like i know you're so afraid to let us down Uh, that you will let us down you will figure it out you'll crumble under your own self-pressure but you won't let us down right we've never missed a show there was one show we were flying to mobile alabama or mobile mobile how dare you Uh, (laughs) my fans in mobile mobile alabama internet in mobile i don't know from another show i forget what where the other show was Birmingham probably not no it was somewhere further away Um, of course but we were flying out there and the crew was flying on an earlier flight and I flew on an afternoon flight with the band and the cruise flight got turned around in the air and they had to go back and they weren't gonna make the show it was just me and the band not one other we had no techs no nothing and I don't know how to do any of that stuff oh no you know, we got our text to like call the local people and they gave them the lowdown of what they need to do and this and that. And I just ran around. I hadn't slept. Uh, you and were I just, just ran around and made sure things had like we didn't have drumsticks. I had to go ask other band for drumsticks. Like we this, had nothing. Oh my uh, God. All of our gear was also with the crew. That's a nightmare. And yeah, and that was awful. But, you know, we had a show. It happened. But you handled it because you're. <laughs> You're Eric. <laughs> um, holy shit. Do you think all the um, road managing you've done for a band better equips you for being on the road for stand-up? I think so. And I think music is always ahead of stand-up as far as business-wise, too. You do? Yeah. I think music is always ahead of the rest of entertainment, uh, especially in the digital world because i think music was the first thing napster came about and you could download songs I'm just and gonna be like oh stuff. yeah like napster like kidding but but for real no mu- <laughs> music is the smallest um it's sort of file sh- size and whatnot so back before we had faster internet and could download movies and download tv yeah and when it's just like you're stand-up. trying to download like naked pictures on you aol could, yeah exactly <laughs> and like okay so porn's ahead of the industry and well. also <laughs> porn's some either music. way ahead of the industry or way behind who knows it's it started uh, ahead and now it's just fully but be- i don't know music has has had to deal with the problems of the digital age first that's and true so they've gotten they've ahead adapted of everyone yeah and so being around it i've gotten to learn that side and that has definitely been helpful do you also feel like um do you see any of the financial handling of stuff as far as like records and like yeah i have to i help with budgets and so flights and hotels and that sort of fun stuff so like as an artist do you see any I'm trying to think of a more professional word than fuckery. <laughs> no, to, fuckery is right sometimes. We're like, like with the, yeah, like, I've seen fuck, with the I've music seen industry it. trying to be like, just take advantage of a band and be like, yeah, we'll make this album for you and then take all of the oh, money there's, or there's like. There's definitely all sorts of stuff like that. I haven't had to personally deal with much of that, but I, uh, I was around with watching 
the the band's manager is really really fucking good with contracts and all that sort of stuff so i've watched and and listened to him and whatnot but like 360 deals were the big thing to take advantage of artists for a while which are like hey we get a piece of everything you do yeah for no reason yeah just because Uh, we do and you signed to this those started those have started to go away and started to be readjusted because now the well there's so much labels need the bands more than they need than they need them for for a lot of parts it just depends on what your aim is and what you want to do and what kind of band you are yeah and it's like Depends on what the record label is, I guess, and what they can actually do for you versus where you're already at. Because there's so many independent outlets now. Like there's so yeah. there's ways to get out there, but then also because of that, there's saturation. But it's not like right. you're like I'm going on the the road with this new band, Sublime <laughs> with Rome. There's it's it's in different sound, you know. Right. So yeah, you we, are, we have a great uh, yeah. You also came in legacy. to a band that has like a legacy and yeah. And I mean, they have a massive legacy. We've been all over the world, and it's insane to be just. We were in Japan a few months ago. How was that? A couple months ago, great. The it best. Was the band's first time in Japan, and we did two shows, and they were both sold out. One was a festival that was sold out, and one was a club, and both were packed, and the kids were going crazy. Had you? The kids were going crazy. It was kid, uh, they're <laughs> kids to me now. I mean, they're early twenties. So. Yeah, that is like literal children to me now. Um, was that your first time in Japan? Third. Third. Technically. Well, okay, so the first time I don't count, someone told me they count. We did an Air Force Base. You in, can't not count Japan. We did, we did a U.S. Air Force Base in Misawa, Japan, oh. up north. And that was it. You didn't get to explore. And I, yeah, we flew into Tokyo and then got on another plane into Misawa. I didn't get it's to like, see I might as well have been anywhere. Japan, just, yeah. Okay. And on the Air Force Base, it feels more like a prison camp than it does. Air Force bases, are, they're uh, just so ugly and boring. Yeah, and every, you're a man, so it's not like a bunch of people. I mean, for me, it's like swimming through a field of dicks, which I will never suck. But That's what it's, it was like for me, too. I was <laughs> swimming through a sea, it's still a sea of dicks. Uh, but it's just like, no! Yeah. Uh, so I it wasn't just like, go get drunk with them without being as worried. Yeah, it's a constant... Oh, I need a security guard. I did that, and then we did... A couple Air Force bases in South Korea, and Rome and I rerouted our ticket and went to Tokyo and went and just hung out hung and out like there for a week. Hit on hot uh, Asian girls. You're Jewish. Do you have no, a fetish for Asian women? No, I don't. And, and, <laughs> and we didn't do uh, we didn't do that. We got he was. He had just found out that uh, he was going to be a dad. Yeah, I was like, wait, but, I'm not trying to like <laughs> bust him out. He's got like a family. And I'm like, we guys fuck a bunch of Asian no, girls. I mean, I didn't even really. <laughs> we were very, very drunk out there. You can drink on the streets. But so you were just like we were just two around. dude bros having fun in Japan. Yeah. And his uncle was living out there. Um, he, had, he had moved out <laughs> really? there from San Diego. Yeah. He, he works uh, as a co- private contractor on like some of the Air Force bases and this and that. I don't know why I laughed. I was like, really? He, when my I, no, my mom was, lives in Asia yeah, too? Yeah. <laughs> Doing similar type stuff. Right? Yeah, she like works for the government in yeah. South Korea. And I'm like, well, that's so, crazy. It was that sort of thing. He's there on like a five-year contract or something like that. So it was really cool because Rome got to go celebrate with his uncle also. Like, hey, I'm about to be a dad. And, um, so we just went and fucking celebrated for a week and... How long has he been a dad? Around Tokyo, uh, just over a year now. Yeah, did which that... his son got to celebrate his first birthday in Tokyo. <gasps> really? This, uh, yeah, in May when we were there. Oh my god, that's so cute. I have questions about that, but um, about just how that changes the dynamics. But um, what was I going to say? Oh, okay. Wait, this is okay. So Japan is supposedly—I've never been to Tokyo or any part mm. of Japan—but in my head, it's like a really cute city. 
Like there's lots of cute things, like little. I there literally just think of things. Sanrio surprises. Did you guys go to like kitten cafes? <laughs> no, we didn't any of the kitten. I just didn't like. Did you guys I, do like really cute shit? <laughs> Not really. I wanted to go do some of that. I mean, we went and walked through um, some of the big uh, parks and saw some of the shrines and that sort of stuff. Which, you did like manly, which is. Stuff. You're like, let's go look at shrines. <laughs> yeah. I think it that's like, hey, let's have some beers whatnot. and go look at a shrine. <laughs> yeah, we did. It was kind of more like, let's get drunk and walk through this park. That's the they. It's crazy because you'll be walking in these giant mega cities that are like n- New York City Time on steroids. Yeah. yeah. And going between one part of the of Tokyo and the next, all of a sudden you're in this giant huge park that is like a, has Zen gardens and has the temples and has just like Really? It, they're massive and it's Oh my god to Japan. Yeah. It was uh it was definitely like, oh wow, we're somewhere else in the world. Yeah. Um, best food I've had anywhere. What did you eat a lot of seafood? A lot of seafood. It was uh we went to a pizza spot that someone told us about. You have to make reservations only like the guy makes like 30 pizzas a day. It, That's it's it? It's like open for like two hours. Was it delicious? And it was the best pizza. Or I've was ever it had. just, so it wasn't no, just hype. It was pizza. so good. Yeah, it was amazing. Japan has good pizza. If I yeah. ever go to Japan, I want to know where that they, is. And I, I think they just, uh, they care about everything they do. So like everything they do is, is done well. Yeah. Cause transportation's it, great. Everything's clean. It's like, we don't want shame on our culture. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Is that, that's your favorite place you've ever been? Yeah. That's the most fun I've had anywhere. What's, can you do like top three? Um, there, because uh, I think like you've been so many of places. Australia. Oh, I've never been to Australia. Australia and Japan were the two places. Like as a kid, I really wanted to go to. So I, I want to go really to the Melbourne there. Comedy Festival so and bad. I got to do stand up in in Melbourne um, yeah. last time I was there, I, I, and that was fun. Yeah, it was just before their comedy festival. So and did you do well there? And yeah, it went over pretty well. Imagine it, it would. It wasn't. I th- I thought it'd be a little weird. I did New Zealand before that, and that was, I did a very drunken set at a bar on a <laughs> open mic night for music. Oh um, wow! They must have loved you. They, yeah the uh, the bar knew the band and was a fan, so they they let me go. They're up. like, I guess I'll just let this go. They let me go up at the best time, and they let me do thirty minutes. Oh my god! Had you ever <laughs> done thirty minutes before? Uh, one time drunkenly in a bar, I did fifty five because the host was really really drunk. And didn't like, never, forgot and never to, let me, and I was last. The host was just like hitting and on so someone in I the just corner. Started drunkenly yelling at people at the bar and talking to them. The host passed me several times, and I I mentioned that he wasn't going to light me and doesn't even know what's going on anymore. Several times. <laughs> That's <laughs> and amazing. And I told them I was like, I'm not giving up this mic until he lights until me. until he lights me. <laughs> and everyone else is like, What the fuck? And I was like, Can you leave? You? There's like four people in the bar. I was just talking like, to them. The, we, it's just the staff. <laughs> really, They're like, it's just We're hurting myself. <laughs> <laughs> How much time? Um, but that was the first time I like kind of did a real thirty. I guess was it like all material? How much? Like how much Most time could you do of material? I can do over thirty with yeah. material. Not all of it's going to be good. But um, like you've like been able to build that doing guest spots and everything on the road. Yeah, yeah. On the road, I've gotten a lot more time, and I've gotten to really test enough out where I've. Yeah. Well, there's also I, stuff that like going so many different places, you can figure out what works everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, versus some mean, stuff works better in different places. If I have to, I can just go into some random story of some city that we've been in that some some drug in, infused story. So you or just whatever, have. If I so you can to. always be like, anyway, we were doing shrooms in yeah. New Zealand. Have you ever have you done shrooms? I've done shrooms a few times. Do you love them? I do. They're fun. Uh, I don't they're my do favorite. Them often, I'm such a like. I'm such a, a creep for shrooms. Ago. I'm like. Whoa. <laughs> 
do you like them have you ever done them really uh anywhere abroad uh I did anywhere just like abroad. exceptionally cool I did acid visually Argentina i mean once. oh what? Um, visually cool we uh one of our techs had been working for devo just before our tour and someone gave them like a bag of shrooms and like a whole bunch of acid like a, a, some random fan or something i think god so came with us for a summer and um there was a day off in man where was it somewhere in minnesota maybe we we're oh, staying wow. at an indian casino and oh the, god the manager i've probably been fucked the with that manager casino. and the wife what? of the indian casino took us out on their boat and they did not know that, that you were all gonna do it. Done shrooms and acid, <laughs> and we're drinking. You did we're both, just, and you were drinking. We're out in the middle of the ocean, and it's beautiful. It's like the it's ocean the best sight, and <laughs> we're fishing and stuff. And someone had handed me a fishing pole that they had. It was like split in half, and I was like getting wrapped up in wire trying <laughs> to fix the fishing pole. <laughs> and my buddy, who's who's older and been touring a lot longer, just he's like, "You're a mess," and I just started dying laughing. <laughs> and he's like, "Sit down so you don't fall off the boat." Sit and I sat down. down. You're just like then, wrapped up in fishing and wire. I'm just crying on the bottom of the boat in laughter. Like, uh, it's so fun. Shroom and, laughter's the best. And then he he informed our uh, hosts of <laughs> of what what was happening. He, he doesn't tell them about. Everyone, they're like, sorry, Eric's a drug addict. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which just made me laugh harder. And Oh, um, my God. being on a boat, uh, yeah, it was fun. Out it didn't get scary? Oh, I guess you just, like, look around and see water everywhere? Yeah, I've never gotten scared on, a, on any of the drugs because I've been with enough friends and people that I trust, and I'm like, everyone is just having fun. Yeah, well, I've never had a bad trip. I just hear people. I mean, I've, I've done shrooms like literally three times and that's it. So I need to calm down. But yeah, um, I haven't done them a ton of times. It's like, I don't know, probably more than five, less than 10. Okay. Yeah. It's oh, I mean, if you're with good people, I just need to be somewhere not too stimulating. Yeah. And then with people I love. And then, of course, as soon as shrooms kick in, I just, I'm like, I love all of us. <laughs> right. We all love each other. I love myself. And we're all, I'm you and you're me. And so it's like, <laughs> shut up, fucking hippie. Um, uh, the times I've done them with friends around, it usually just turns into ongoing jokes of just a joke that gets ramped up more and more and more and more. Oh, my God. And just beaten to death and it stays funny. That's so funny. I get like real spiritual on shrooms i think yeah. i only want to do them alone in the desert because i get all like <laughs> channeling the universe I've never done that side it's really stupid yeah um but i love it <laughs> um you ever fall in love on the road uh like have some sort of romantic like i think i love this girl but I've you're had, going away i've had a few times where we're definitely like different stuff like that has happened and there was one girl i started dating from the road it yeah it's a long distance relationship that Went on for a lot longer than it probably should have. <laughs> Too long. <laughs> and How? ended in flames of glory. Uh, oh. no, it, was, it was fine. I have, a, I have a whole bunch of jokes from it now. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's my favorite part of relationships yeah. is when you're like, ah, this new 10, 20, 30 minutes. Right. I have an hour. Oh, God. Heartbreak is beautiful. Um, I was young on the road still. It was like my, I think I was in my second year. Yeah. Out. Are you... Um, I feel like it's different for guys because I feel like guys are also just like, yeah, yeah, pussy. Yeah, I'm sure it's different. Uh, I mean, we've toured with multiple girls uh, in our group, too. 
So I've watched both sides. But oh, it is shit. definitely different the way it works. Yeah. Um, but I have watched both sides, and we've, yeah. So we've toured around with enough, enough ladies with. You ever you ever get into in, get into a thing with someone you're touring with? I haven't. No. No. Because um, here, like, I sometimes think I'll be somewhere on the road. I don't like hook up with people when I'm just on the road for a weekend. But if I'm in a city for a while, because I've gone and been like in New York or like yeah. over the summer, I'll like make Chicago my hub and right. out on weekends somewhere for a week or week where like, I think I'm really into someone. And sometimes I, th- I think that I'm just broken in a way where it, like I romanticize it cause it'll never work. And I'm like, right. this is the one. And it's whatever. Yeah. What is this well, the therapy? Thing for me, <laughs> it's partly, isn't it? For, the, yeah. <laughs> for me, I think it's, I, I realized that, uh, you're getting a different version of me out on the road because I'm away from home and just yeah. in a different, I'm in a different environment every day and my life is just different. It's different for anyone. You're, yeah. The way you live on the road and the way you live at home yeah. are never going to be the exact same. That wouldn't make sense. But I'm going to different girls' homes, so they're just at home. Like, this like, is who meeting, they are. But they're meeting me. You're, like, you're getting the highlight reel um, of me. Yeah, exactly. Like at home, I'm like, I'll Just try like, and explain to people. Like, far- I'm farting and I'm worried. And, uh, like, yeah, and I'm and at home at my I'm computer a typing. And, and then I go out and do stand-up. Like, I'm like, I don't have a lot of time. Like, I don't party like this. Yeah. I, I don't yell at cops poorly. at home. No, I try to stay away from them at home. <laughs> I feel like I have some sort of extra power out on tour because i just get in the mindset of like protect the band type thing of like protect everything like, make sure um, everything's fine you're the mama bear of Sublime <laughs> don't touch my babies <laughs> that's funny um so do you think with uh comedy do you have specific career goals with that like would you want to be a touring comic do you want to do you just yeah, want to do be a touring comic yeah, I, I like stand up over everything else. Like I love writing and I've been doing it longer and I might be more competent as a script writer at the moment. But but I'm not sure. I think honestly, I think stand up I've gotten better at quicker than most things. Yeah. And it I think it is just because I'm like, oh, I love this. This is you love it. So I, much fun. I get it. So yeah. stand up for me is always, it's a, a big like. I mean, I hear some people talk about, like, oh, people need to stop trying stand-up, like, comics in town. And I'm like, no, I think if you think you want to try it and you live somewhere, especially where there's open mics, like, 100% try it. Yeah. I don't know why you'd keep doing it if you don't love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because, like, the amount of That's people... Part. I don't know if, like, you hear this in your circle of friends and or, like, the comedians you're around regularly. Some people are like, I want to quit all the time. And I don't relate to that at yeah, all. They talk about it on stage. Like almost every time. day. Like they say it like everyone relates. And I've never wanted to quit. No. No, I've had terrible nights. I've had nights that I've. Like I want to die. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not in a great mood. I'm pretty pissed at the world. I'm or whatever. sad I'm that it didn't go the way I wanted. I'm waiting for three hours. You know, I have all yeah. that sort of stuff, but none of it makes me actually want to quit comedy. All of it makes me be like, okay, I need to get better at this yes. so I can go do better shows. Yeah, I'm always like when people are like, I just like, I think about quitting all the time. I just want to like, you should quit. Yeah. Like find something you don't want to quit. There's a, it's a common thing amongst, um, writers and comedians older ones who 
like give out advice, uh, you know, if, if it's a, if they're doing interviews or podcasts or whatever. And I always hear them say it and they always go, it's like, what's your advice to the young kids? And it's like, go do something else. Go be a doctor. Go be <laughs> something that matters. Go help people, blah, blah, blah. And I've always looked at it as they are doing uh, the right thing by saying that because anyone that they persuade to go do something else, they are saving. Yes. And everyone else is going to keep doing the thing regardless. Yeah, I was of like, if you can do them. anything else and be happy, yeah, do, it. do it. I can't. Like, I, I cannot not do stand up. Yeah. It's probably a sickness. Um, do you have, um, are there comedians or a comedian whose career you like? Um, idolize in terms of like the ideal where you would like if everything went the way it was you know like yeah there's a lot but honestly i've my career path has been so fucking weird and random that i'm like i don't i can't follow anyone's yeah you're just like taking it as it comes yeah there's plenty of comics i'm like oh that looks great but but it has nothing to do with what i've actually done or where my where you seem to be going yeah Yeah. when it's kind of silly too because there since there's not a set path yeah i think people sort of get in their own way by being like i want to do it like that and then it's like well it might not work out like that and now you're going to feel like a failure if you don't like meet these specific markers and i mean i started as as an online entertainer before that was a thing back before YouTube. take that youtube stars all that stuff like that's where and that was just the outlet i knew yeah it wasn't because i didn't want to go do the other stuff it was just like that's what i figured out first the like second or third cartoon we put out broke a hundred thousand views and all of a sudden it was like oh this is how old were you this is an outlet i was 16 we were like ah yeah. I'm famous on the internet. It was, <laughs> no, I was like, I'm really tired. Me and my friend stayed up until 1230 in the afternoon, posted up the thing, went to sleep, and got up in a few hours. And it and, blew and up. a bunch of people have been watching it. Because there was a lot less people putting out There was less content, there yeah. There was so much less. So it, was, it wasn't like it was the most amazing thing. It was good A good thing that was of the things that were available. That existed. And, and for us, it was other... Our, fans were middle school and high school kids so it was kids around our age who yeah. were like oh shit you can do this and we accidentally i think inspired way too many people yeah you're uh, like no. we've made a grave <laughs> error please stop there's there's plenty of things that that we did back then and whatnot where i'm like i hate all the stuff that's come from this <laughs> do, do you ever did you ever get like uh do animators get groupies did you get like we had a very, very few. I just feel like every groupie for an animator is like a girl whose bangs are too short and she's wearing like a lot of black. <laughs> and she's like, I love your cartoons. Um, that's such an interesting skill that I think is so... I think it's so unique when people are good at that stuff, but... Not even a skill I have. Well, you, it's a skill I've been wait, around. Wait, so do you, <laughs> do you do animation that much or you just do like graphic design and stuff? I know how to do it. Like, Do you have when, the equipment? Do you want this weird animation set yeah. my mom sent me for Christmas that I have no need for? <laughs> sure. Uh, I do some. Like, I, I know how it all works um, when I'm working with Tony on a project or someone else or whatever. Like, I can... I'll make the mouth move. I do the lip syncing or I'll do like... Uh, editing clips together and and whatnot in after effects or premiere and compositing and like some of that sort of stuff but like tony makes everything move and is the animator i mean he's so good at and it, it happens all the time like i'll end up in a meeting with people Do you guys get lumped in and together. i realize that they just think i'm 
an animator. They're like, they what, actually think I'm Tony. Me. Yeah, they brought me in for it. And I'm like, Tony, they were looking for you. I was like, I think I got you some more work. That's <laughs> so funny. When like, you guys work, when you guys work together, is it like, so do you do a lot of, like the writing and he animates yeah. and like you I, like yeah, write I together? Direct. We come up with ideas together. Okay. And what things should look like. I'll pose and be like, make him do this. <laughs> and <laughs> and Tony's like, oh, cool. I like that. That's mm-hmm. such a funny thing. That, like that's, work i've seen some of the stuff you guys are working on too and it's really funny don't get mad at tony for showing me um <clears throat> it's fine um we're working with some really really good comedians right now yeah very i'm excited. very excited for you guys um yeah he showed me some shit and i was like fuck this is great um let me see do i have other questions from anyone else da, 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 da. i feel like we talked about all this oh so you mentioned sleeping on the top bunk and being like the middle seat kid. Can you, I, cause I'm like this and I don't know if it's a product from being on the road or if I'm just fucking weird. Can you fall asleep like anywhere? Yeah. I'm I feel pre- like I could sleep on a rock. I'm pretty good at sleeping wherever. <laughs> Which <Yeah>. is like <laughs> it's, on tour. It's just called flat backing. Yeah. Just like, I'm going to go flat back. When planking like, became a thing, I was right, like, that's just, just how I sleep. <laughs> <laughs> just really tired. And there happened to be something to lay on. Um, but yeah, go to sleep on like, uh, on just like a road case, just lay down on it for yeah, five minutes. Cause when I started touring eyes. for comedy, it was a lot of like gritty, like one night or self produced. So it's like fucking, does anyone have a couch I can crash on? Can right. I sleep on your floor? And you're just like, no, no, I'll just sleep on this old bag of <laughs> cat litter. That never happened, but I'm surprised. Oh, yeah. When I first started touring in my band, there was some nights where we'd go stay at someone's house, and I'm like, I'll sleep in the van. I'll, uh, dibs on van. Just make sure, make sure it's safe. We'd always have, you, you have to have at least one person sleep in the van, or you should, to watch your van. And your oh, stuff. yeah. That's smart. Um, not that I could do anything if someone... I'm Eric! And yeah. then they beat you up. Don't rob me! I object! <laughs> like, we toured with one band from the Midwest, and like, they carried a gun on them that they had pulled on someone when they tried and to your break band in their van. carried you and yeah and i was the second largest person in my band oh. no, uh, one of, our lead singer was a small little girl i she, mean it doesn't <laughs> but I, she was actually probably most protected she probably had mace or something i didn't have anything i would have i would have cried hey don't <laughs> i would have stabbed with my keys and yelled for help <laughs> um that's so funny um, yeah, cause I'll just take naps in my friend's houses now and they'll be like, I'll be like, I'm just going to nap on their wood floor. And like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, yeah. Naps are easy. I sleep on planes really good. I fucking conk out on planes immediately. Yeah, I fall asleep right as we're going down the runway about to take off. Yeah. As soon as, and soon as I'm not glamorous about it. Like- so, lately <laughs> I'll try to like cover my face, not even out of, it's not a courtesy or a, I don't want someone to put a picture of me like on their Snapchat, like, because I fucking fall asleep, mouth open, probably drool. It's disgusting. The idea of that romantic idea of like, I was watching her while she slept. A terrifying, <laughs> but also like I'm so gross. You're just yeah, be, like drool and farting, and it's like why? Yeah, that's not. I just have heard that in romantic. like <laughs> country songs or something. It's honestly terrifying. Um, okay. Final thoughts. Anything you want to throw out there before you? I, uh, I don't, I before don't know. plugs final thoughts <laughs> before i murder you. my final thoughts on what yeah um life in gen i don't know i mean if someone Do what were- you love kids and if you say that you don't love it then fucking stop that's 
I think that's good <laughs> advice. Do you have, if someone were going to like, if they were interested in getting into like road managing a band? Yeah, I have no idea how anyone gets into any of this stuff. Mine was a fluke. and like, Don't ask me. I can't every, help you. Yeah, everyone always looks for a way in, but everyone I've talked to, it's been random too. One of my friends uh, who we toured with for a while, he was going to college to be a psychologist, and a friend of his was like, hey, you play guitar, and there's this band that needs someone to drive their van around and help them out with guitars and this and that. You should go do it. It'll be a fun summer. Uh, that band was Red Hot Chili Peppers, and my friend went out with them and, uh, and then toured the world for 30 years. That's with, amazing. With other bands and playing guitar and band. Like, it completely changed his career his path, trajectory. His and it was really what he should be doing. But it's like, and then there's friends who, there's people I tour with who went out with their friend's band who was opening for a bigger band, and they just went out and helped them for something as cheap as like $90 a week or nothing. And Fuck. then they met the bigger band, and the bigger band's like, hey, we need help. Will you come help us? And, and, the, and then it spirals. And then and the little band's like, no, our help. Yeah, yeah. We can't afford anyone. It, uh, there's, no, there's no right way in. You just have to be doing stuff in the industry around it as yeah. much as you can and meet people and be good at whatever you are doing. And if you're doing something that you think is a menial job and something that's stupid do it the best you absolutely can because the people that you're working for don't think it's menial. Yeah, you mean a lot to they, someone. Yeah, that's not what I'm saying. I don't care. You probably don't mean anything to anyone, but you, you should still make sure that you're, they're taken care of. And don't be a fan. That was, that was something I was really good at. Uh, was like not was, like being like, <gasps> yeah, I, I, as a runner and whatnot, like worked around people i loved i got to drive henry rollins around one day and that what was like, i just came in my i pants. was just driving him. i would die and he introduced himself to me i was like i know i know who you are I'm like but in my head i didn't say anything and i didn't try and take pictures with him i didn't try and do any i'm like that I, with comedians. I didn't do anything and he just had a real conversation with me and it was still like one of the best moments in my life where I was like, this was amazing. You got to and have awesome. a, a conversation with Henry Rollins. And I, was, you're just telling me this at the end of the podcast. <laughs> and it was because I just was yeah, a human. I was just a human, and that's what that's what people forget. And that's what I even when we're out on tour and stuff, and I have to deal with drunk people at the bar who want to come up and bother the band while we're out drinking after a show or hanging out. I'm like, these are people. Address them like people. Yeah. Don't fucking go grab them by the arm. Don't put your arm around them and shove them into a picture. Don't treat them the Ew. way you, would, you wouldn't treat a stranger. Because yeah. they are a stranger to you. You do not know them. Yeah. And you're a stranger to them. And so it's just one of those things. People, as a society, we just put celebrities in a different realm. This weird pedestal. And we think that they're ours to do like whatever we want with. Like zoo animals. And it's like, treat them like people and, and you'll be amazed. We've hung out with some incredible people all over the world. I love meeting cool people on the road. Met. Yeah. You're like, oh, I want to like be friends with you. Yeah, exactly. Randomly met people all over the world that have just come and hung out with us. And we'll randomly give tickets to it. Like, yeah, come hang out. Come have some drinks, whatever. Just because they're fun and cool and nice and we don't know anyone in that city wherever we are oh that's fun do you still play music at all uh i haven't played drums much but every once in a while do you I've miss it a couple times i do miss it i want a drum set but i'm in a an apartment building that i can't have one <laughs> like get the fuck out of here yeah every uh, once in a while i'll hop on the band's drum kit during sound check or something and just relive and your just dream play. and it i mean it's and in the, in the back of your mind it's like animal yeah <laughs> <laughs> Ah, I'm like, hey, Eric, could you get off the drums? <laughs> oh, sorry, I blacked out. Um, okay, where can people find you? 
Uh, you can find me at Eric J. Friedman on pretty much anything. Uh, it's Eric with a C and Friedman with two E's. Um, yeah. Instagram I use probably the most. Um, find me on there. Oh, my website, God. Follow I, nobody. I follow your stories on Instagram. Well, I just started watching them. They're great, especially like on tour. It's, if, you're, if you're into all this stuff, you'll like his Instagram. Thanks. If not, not that your Instagram's not great without, you're great. Okay. If you're not into things, then you won't. Like, if you don't, don't like stuff, don't do stuff. Um, follow Eric. Go see him live. Um, he's real funny. All right. Yeah, that's it. All right. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. Eric Friedman, road managing, sublime with Rome. Uh, fucking check out his comedy. Uh, go see Sublime with Rome. They're all over the map this summer, and it's a fucking dope-ass time. Um, yeah, he's great. And, uh, and that, was, that was super fun. Uh, if you like the podcast, again, can't say it enough. Subscribe, rate, review it. Please, for the love of God, give me more reviews. I love you. They help me. Christ Almighty. I don't know why I said that. You guys share the podcast with your friends because everyone's a little bit ignorant sometimes. Uh, Let's see. Big thank you to my League of Extraordinary Idiots on Patreon. John, Matt, Greg, Andre, Kathy, Terry. Uh, An extra shout out to Nick and Jean who are also in the League but are my VIP idiot savants. Literally, you guys are fucking angels. I adore you and I'm excited to talk to you guys this week. And what else? You keep me sane. What would I do without my fucking ragtag group of idiots? Which I still sometimes wonder if you guys are secretly like, oh, I wish you didn't call us idiots, but it's funny to me. Um, so it's hopefully funny to you, but maybe I'm the biggest idiot of us all. I am. Spoiler alert. If you want to join the League of Extraordinary Idiots and be part of our monthly Google Hangs and get cool postcards from me on the road, and I'm going to some fucking cool places, you guys. Um, so I'm going to st- stack up. It's not like I need to backlog postcards. I am going to be backlogging a bunch of uh, podcasts, hopefully, because I'm hoping in Edinburgh there's going to be so many cool people there. So I'm trying to just fucking stack them up for you. So if you know someone who's going to Edinburgh uh, and you would like to hear an interview with them, let me know. I'll try to arrange it. So if you have a favorite artist that's going over there, fucking hit me. Uh, anyway, patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed. I am dangerously close to hitting our first goal. We are 97% of the way there. And if we do, I have to do double bonus episodes, which I just realized I need to put out a bonus episode for this month. Uh, <laughs> I'm very organized. You guys, the I'm the friend show is has made me worse than I am. I'm not going to pretend I'm the most organized but it's definitely made me quite a nightmare but it's been fun um and guaranteed weekly so i try to do if i can put out one a week but you if you've been listening you know i fucked that up semi-regularly and missed almost the entire month of june um but if we hit that first goal we're so fucking close i'm kind of scared uh but excited i will be able to afford to do them weekly And so I will. And you will get more things for your ears. Um, yeah, that's that. Listen, uh, follow Blessed Podcast on Twitter or Ignorance is Blessed on Instagram. Uh, to stay on top of it, just to make me look good. I I mean, I fucking tweet everything from my regular account too anyway, but like, 
makes a podcast, gets gets people talking. People are talking. Let's give them more to talk about. Uh, please keep in mind that no guest is or claims to be a representative for every person who has a similar identity. They're just one person sharing their own experience and ideas to help us get a peek at how things look from their situated position in the world. Uh, so, you know, if you meet a road manager, don't assume they're like Eric uh, or a comedian or whatever. Various episodes that I've had in the past. Hopefully you've checked some of them out. Don't know why I didn't pause for that. Um, if you have additional questions about Eric or any of my guests, you have a topic you want covered, hit me up. Let me know. Suggest somebody. Uh, I want to ask all our dumb questions. And, uh, yeah. Just keep, uh, keep them coming. At JMS Comedy. You can't message my Facebook fan page anymore, but you can send them to ignoranceisblessedpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and I will do my best to deliver what I can. Keep asking questions. The more we ask, the more we learn, the more we know. And the more we know, the more we can look down on others who aren't as smart as we are. And isn't that the point? <sighs> thank you for listening. And thank you for being patient with my ignorance. Also, I didn't shout this out before, but I got a bunch of new listeners from Skankfest, too. I didn't say this in the intro. Fucking big bump from Skankfest. Met so many cool people. Uh, I think, yeah, my newest patrons from uh, Skankfest and I got new followers I got new listeners you guys fucking rule thank you uh, I'll talk to you soon see you soon idiots <laughs>